Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. Here's what's coming up on this week's episode. Franchisees are not allowed to operate out of area. They can feel disgruntled that you've taken away some of their income. Then the boxing gloves come out. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I've put my cards on the table. It was difficult to argue that one because it kind of kind of makes sense what you're saying, but you turn around and say no one Mm. good luck see you later go to our competitors that's quite damaging i think to the brand instead of having physical territories it would have a digital territory you have number 100 franchisee in that brand Mm. what chance have you got our lead sponsors for this week's episode are adplore horizon adplore horizon is the platform for franchise cmos to manage the complexity of local advertising Adplora Horizon allows franchise brands to organize and simplify their local digital advertising on the main channels such as Google, Facebook, Instagram, and more. Adplora Horizon ensures efficient collaboration between the franchisor and franchisees in local lead generation efforts. For more information on their services, visit their website www.adplora.com. Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast with me, Ed Pennell, the founder of The Franchise, and my co-host, Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School. Each episode, one of us will make a statement and have to defend it, while the other person argues the other side. The topics are all from around the franchise and industry. This week, it's Joe's turn, so let's get on with it. Franchisees are not allowed to operate out of area. Full disclosure, I can see both sides of the argument, but today I am arguing that franchisees are not allowed to operate out of area. Full disclosure, I've not really thought about it that much, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Honesty's the best policy, Ed. Honesty's the best policy. Yeah, I guess it's just because I've spent most of my time in, um, you know, franchise recruitment, franchise recruitment marketing. It's not something I've thought about too much. And I've mainly worked within franchises that don't necessarily have a territory, so... Uh, I'd like to hear your side first, if that's all right, because then it gives me some way of countering. You do this every week. (laughs) Make me put my cards on the table and then lull me into a full sense of security. Sales, isn't it? So I think that when you've got a franchisee, they need to have their area up and running and trading fully. Um, before you allow them to take on work outside of their area. If a lead comes in and you allow them to service that lead outside of their area in a territory that is obviously not occupied by any other franchisee at that point, um, but their territory isn't operating in line with the model, it's not bringing in the revenue levels that you'd expect at that point in the franchisee's life cycle, they then... um, feel that they are reliant on out-of-area work or can feel that they're reliant on the out-of-area work. They build up a rapport and a relationship with the customer outside of their area. And then when it comes to you selling that territory, they can feel disgruntled that you've taken away some of their income because you've sold the territory to someone else and they've suddenly lost a chunk of their income. They may even claim that their territory isn't viable without out-of-area income and that they have been missold a territory that, um, that, that 
can't run without additional revenue streams from out of area. And they may even feel that they are um, due a cut of the initial franchise fee paid by the new franchisee coming on board. So there you go. I've put my cards on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels difficult to argue that one because it kind of kind of makes sense what you're saying. But um, let's kind of break it down to like one scenario and that help me to get an argument right together. So um, franchisees, they're, they're established, they're doing some PR, they're doing some marketing, and then somebody else from outside of their area sees their service or whatever it is that they're delivering and says, actually, can we use you? If they turn around and say, no, I can't use you because it's out of you're out of my area, okay, who's in your area? You know, who's in my area to, who can use your product? And you turn around and say, no one, mm. good luck, see you later, go to our competitors. That's quite damaging, I think, to the brand because that person's going to shout more about a bad experience than they are about a good experience, right? So then in that area, you've got um, a, a, a tarnished re- you know, reputation. So for the next franchisee that's coming in, that's not a great thing for the brand because there's already this tarnished reputation in that area. So, yeah, that's my argument, like... <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> By turning away customers, that's not good for business. So no. why shouldn't that person who's the, the nearest area or the person who's generated that get the get the lead? Mm. Yeah, I can see that that side of the argument. Um I do think that if the head office can't service the lead themselves and the franchisee is established and operating well and understands that their territory boundaries are confined to those ones um, that taking that lead on isn't necessarily um, going to be theirs forever and that that everything's completely explained fully to the the franchisee um, that it it can work and it, it could work. However, I feel that it can cause some bad feeling and um, disgruntled franchisees when it comes to that territory being sold. So this isn't something that's necessarily included in the franchise agreement, is it? Out of area. Yeah. Yeah, so um, usually it says that um, it's customer's choice. So if the customer wants to come into into the um, franchisee's territory from outside the territory, then that's absolutely fine. It's the customer's choice to do that. However, if the franchisee was to market outside of their territory, then that is not acceptable because they're... Um, they're confined by the territory boundaries to where they're allowed to operate. So for a um, a business that's location-based, so if, for example, the franchisee is going out to schools and delivering a service in schools, they wouldn't be able to go into a school outside of their territory to deliver the service. However, a parent could enlist their child in after-school clubs at a certain school that the franchisee is operating from, from outside of the territory does that make sense yeah that makes sense and i agree with the you know marketing outside of your territory however social media you can't always and i talk about social media a lot but that is probably you know uh, a big element to a lot of this so as a franchisee i'm going to put out there hey we are um out there in the world and come and use our service Mm. they can't control it to be only in their postcode, right? 
They, they can. They can. They, they can't move a generic post off their, their personal profile. Oh, no, not a generic post. Um, say a generic post on the or, business or, or an page. Yeah. Um, but with their marketing, they can target. So they're only actively marketing within their territory. Yeah. So like paid for marketing. Paid for, yes. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I mean, like orga- organic content. That's, I mean, mm. I'm sitting here thinking how I would do it. I would sit as a, um, a franchisee and I would promote my personal brand and explain what I do to, to generate leads, yeah. to generate business. And you put it out on your personal page and you can't control if Joe Bloggs, who lives in the next territory, who you're friends with on Facebook, sees that. Mm. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what happens in that scenario is it's very difficult. And mm. so I, I think you can't say that they can't, you know, work with clients outside of their area because if you've built up that trust and built up that relationship, why why shouldn't you get that? It, it's quite difficult, isn't it? Because can you actually service that person in Scotland if you're down south? Like, is that realistic mm. or not? But, mm. um, yeah, may, maybe they can be the introducer for somebody else at a later point, maybe. Um, but perhaps there just needs to be an agreement on a case-by-case basis, which makes it complicated and difficult. But I think if I'm arguing against your point, it would be that there's just so many different scenarios. I think we've just sort of rattled through, through a few there, Yeah, that it's... It can't be that black and white. There's so many no. gray areas. And what you touched on there, having an agreement, um, that is something that a lot of franchisors will use when a franchisee is operating out of area. So that's that's potentially the the way that it it could be done properly. Um, the only hesitance I would have around that is if a franchisee was underperforming in their own territory or new in their own territory, um, taking on out of out of area work. Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer because mm. there's so many variables to the, to the different brands, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It's different if you're on the like a B two B white collar side of a franchise than it is for um, you know a location based franchise. Mm. So, uh, for, for example, with a B two B white collar brand, one that I used to work for, instead of having physical territories, it would have a digital territory. Okay. So um, what the franchisees would do is tag a number of um, target prospects on the database and no one else is allowed to market to them. If somebody um, through uh, yeah, social media or however, you know, however they got the lead, then found out that that candidate, or sorry, that client, potential client was tagged, that prospect was tagged on the database, they would then have to go and speak to the franchisee that tagged that person and have a, a conversation and say, look, I've got this relationship. You know, I think it makes sense for me to, to take it on. Let's go from there. Or, um, right, I'm going to pass it over to you, but, you know, 5%, something like that, as, mm. as, of what you earn out of the back of it should be towards me. So I think there's other ways mm. rather than just location-based territory that people could consider, but I think it depends on the, the type of brand as to whether or not that works. Yeah, absolutely. And and there are franchises that are set up without any territory digital or otherwise um, that are basically in competition with each other. The franchisees are all sort of, um, you could have me at one end of the street and you at the other end of the street and we're all going for the same sort of customers. That's and... when the boxing gloves come out, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't like that. That's... No. No, just too much competition against each other is not good internally doesn't seem fair or, or right to 
put um I think a franchise network should be a collaborative shared best practice rather than um let's get some, let's get the boxing gloves out and fight. <laughs> yeah, and if you have number a hundred franchisee in that brand, mm. what chance yeah. have you got? You've mm. got no chance, have you? So yeah, territories are, are, are important, but yeah, should they should they be a really thick black line or should there be that mm. kind of gateways and grey areas that, that that allows for variation of the situation i think they should well there's two sides to every uh, every argument eh? <laughs> <laughs> excellent should we call it a day with that one i think so awesome cheers <laughs> oh dear here's what's coming up on the next full disclosure podcast franchise recruitment marketing and what I see of it on social media is awful.